Good evening, everyone, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Sagman, and with me, as always, is my best pal. Noelle Schmidt. That's right. We host a show called High Spirits in which we drink alcohol and we talk about ghosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If you're new to High Spirits, one thing uh, to know is that we are sponsored by alcohol companies who uh, keep us lively with spirits as we talk about spirits. Noelle, who are you drinking? Um, first of all, I just want to say while the liquor industry is doing so well, we would gladly welcome any sponsorship that. Oh, do we not have sponsors? Um, they're not official sponsors, but we are promoting their beverages, uh, which we appreciate and so greatly need in these times. Yeah, that's true. I am drinking, uh, Johnny Walker Black Label. Johnny Walker Black Label. You can get it in a really big bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I am drinking Coors Light from the fine people uh, at Coors Light from the mountain of Coors Light. Mm, it's delicious. It's beer. It tastes like snow. That It tastes like yellow snow. It's just beer. Yeah, it's delish. Thanks, Excellent. Coors Light. Right. How's it going? Uh, good. The Coors Light backed up a, a, a truck to the bunker, and they just put... <laughs> <laughs> they just rolled out like 45 cases and I was like, cool, that's enough for a show. <laughs> We're going to need all of these. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Coors. Killing it. Anything um, happening in the quarantine, Mademoiselle? Nice. Nice. Uh, your quarantine is treating you well? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yes, it's been the finest time of my life. Thank you for asking. That and- is a dirty, dirty lie. Yeah. How about you? Oh, it's great. It's just, it's cool. I haven't left my house in now, I think, um, three days? Other than to, like, stand outside and look at the sun sometimes. Not directly, because that would be foolish. But... <laughs> that would be very foolish. Who would um, do that? I don't think who anyone would ever do something like that during an eclipse of all times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm maybe a little stir crazy, so it's good to be uh, recording in the bunker and away from people. Yeah, just so you guys know, um, we are not together. Uh, nope. We are practicing social distancing, and uh, <clears throat> we are using a online tool called Skype in order to bring you the best in low rent internet podcasting. You said it, Jay. You said it. Yeah, I'm actually probably going to host a festival in Skokie this year for low-rent internet podcasters. Oh, neato. Sure, consider this your invite. It won't actually be in Skokie, but it will be broadcast only in Skokie Hall. Exactly. I'm not going to Skokie, you fool. (laughs) What's in Skokie? The yellow Uh, line. Yeah. (laughs) Oakton Street. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some good delis. The Marshalls I go to is there. Not anymore, but... Did it close or did you stop going? Well, I have stopped going. I'm not sure if that's considered essential. <laughs> weird uh, weird pricing on uh, off-brand clothes is Overstock, yeah. Yeah, well... I get all of my finest Michael Coors uh, tops from there. Speaking of Coors, um, I'm brought to you by Coors Light. Shall we talk about ghosts? Let's talk ghosts. All right. Um, my place that I'm taking you today is uh, Turin, Italy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go there, um, and we're going to, um, we're just going to explore how 
interesting and uh, crazy magical and satanic the city is. I love that. I love that. Um, Um, And also shout out to our friends in Italy who are going through a very tough time. Yes. Right now, please stay inside. Well, that they can really leave, but yeah, you don't have to tell them they are under police uh, restrictions. So um, they're they're not like it's not like the people of Mississippi who just go wherever they want. (laughs) They are they are on lockdown, so they are they are not going anywhere. Um, Well, we're happy to entertain you while you are on lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Hope we get some uh, international pals checking in, knowing that we care, um, and that we're gonna we're gonna talk about how magical their city is today. Love it. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Turin, um, in Italy, they would say Torino, but I'm not going to say that. Uh, It's the fourth fourth largest city in Italy. It's right up there in the north in the Piedmont region. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I see your face. You're like, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) uh, It's a very old city. Uh, It began in uh, around 200 B.C., it flourished all the way through the Roman Empire. Uh, mm-hmm. Much later on, it was annexed by the French in 1803. Uh, and in modern times, uh, Turin is considered to be like uh, the economic and intellectual capital of Italy. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's also considered to be a cradle of both white and black magic and a power hub of esotericism. Awesome. Uh, legend says that Turin was founded by Phaeton, the son of the goddess Isis, to honor the cult of Apis, which has the features of a bull. Okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, the city still uses the bull oftentimes as a um, like a mascotty type deal. Yeah, I was gonna say because this is where the um, there there's that like manufactured bread that's named after, or like the name of the company is named after the town, and that's their logo. That's their logo. Yeah, they have a lot of yeah. manufacturing there. That's where uh, Nutella comes from. Ah, ah, okay. And I believe Ferrari. Okay. Now I'm just spitting. I patron so. the Nutella, not the Ferrari. Oh, I have like four uh, Ferraris. Mm-hmm. I really like that um, that apple. Uh, it's like it's called apple crisp apple green, I believe. The, the color. Yeah, it's really like a lime, but they call it crisp apple green. Sure, I'm more of yeah, a candy apple that. red. But I, I think, but I it's, think that's what I'm saying. Like you have one of each and I like the, the green one, the green. Apple. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have uh, a couple Ferraris on back order. Um, also non-essential right now. So I might see them in October. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, Friedrich Nietzsche once said of Turin, what a delight or what a dignified and serious city. I would have never thought the light could make a city so beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Nietzsche, I mean, this is, this is big praise. This is the guy who said that God is dead. I know. I was like, he's like, <laughs> he's so dark. Like he, he, was he an existentialist? Was that his? Well, I think he answered the question to his own. He was a nihilist. Which is, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah he was a nihilist. Um, anyway, I thought it was really cute to see somebody who, uh, who was so deadly serious and, and perhaps a little bit on the sad side as I am um, really just sort of, want to spontaneously uh say that it's it's just such a beautiful place yeah. um, the light can make you cry oh yeah um well turin is the uh so 
It was built on the confluence of two rivers, the Po and the Dora. And these two rivers form a Y as they run through the city. So this Y symbolizes the duality of man and his interconnection with good and evil. So man is left with a choice where two paths become available at the fork in the road. It's been said that the city possesses a liminal quality of ambiguity and disorientation that occurs in the middle stage of a rite of passage. So for this reason, Turin has become the center for good and evil powers. And something to explore more in a later episode, because uh, shit gets a little bit real. Um, Turin is the epicenter, or is one of the, um, it's a part of two distinct esoteric triangles. So the first- so there are lay, there are lay, it overlay lines? Yeah. So it's actually right. part of the triangle of black magic, which includes Turin, London, and San Francisco. And strangely enough, it's also in the triangle of white magic, which includes Turin, Lyon, and Prague. Fascinating. So it's right there between between good and evil. Okay. Fascinating. Sort of makes it the um, uh, savannah of Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely see the similarities. Right. Um, so, uh, Spacey. No, I don't know. Forget it. No, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. The whole yeah. uh, Jim Williams. Yeah. Yeah. The, all the voodoo. Um. Uh. So is that I I trust that the town has been divided between light and dark. Like the town itself. Dark. Yeah. Like you you live on the black magic side. Yes. <laughs> I think that's exactly like I think it's when you're choosing real estate, you really have to consider mm-hmm. yeah, which side of town you're on. This would be very important to me if I was there. So there are three alchemical caves of Turin. I'm not going to go through all the witchcraft and fuckery that is involved in uh, Turin, Italy, but I'm going to talk a little bit about some things that I learned that I think are so interesting. So there's three caves uh, below ground. Um, they are the caves of alchemists. So, situated underneath Palazzo Madama in Piazza Castello, uh, these caves are supposed to be where all the esoteric energies converging on the city meet. According to legend, there are three of them, but they are almost impossible to reach. Uh, If you were lucky enough to find one of them, you would see your thoughts, hopes, and your fears materialize. In all states? Cool. What'd you say? That would happen in, in no matter which one of the three that you went to. That's a good question. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if it's a metaphor. I don't know if it's like a literal right. sentiment to like the material caves. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go in one and you see your thoughts and your hopes, I think, you know, what I want to believe is that um, when you start feeling that deeply, all three of those things happen at the same time, which makes it, which I think makes it difficult. It's like everything you want and everything you fear all at once. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, um, I'm just I, drinking cores. It sounds like it sounds like I'm doing ayahuasca uh, <laughs> because I'm being so fucking deep. But it's just beer. Can I ask you another question? You um, may. So these caves are—they're basically like um, catacombs. Perhaps. 
Um, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, we there, we sort of know, we sort of don't know. Um, okay. Who knows if they were at one point built or if they're sort of, you know, underground caverns that ended up, <clears throat> you know, that people could, could walk around. I do have some information, though, from the 1500s, which I think is my favorite sentence I've ever started. <laughs> And why people don't like to talk to me at parties. Let me say it again. I do have some information from the 1500s. I can't wait. <laughs> you and two other mofos. All right. Uh, Lay it on me. Sure. In the 1500s, um, the most powerful family, they, uh-huh. were, the, they were the Savoys. Um, they were like the uh, kind of like the way that the Medici's <laughs> are to uh, Florence. The Savoy's sort of ran um, all the really great things going on in Turin in the 1500s. Um, they had like uh, wealth and power. They were intellectuals. They they had a lot of um, they're sort of the patrons of the city. Um, well, anyway, they requested that alchemists, scientists, philosophers, and magicians try to find the caves and do experiments down there. So I want to stop the show for a second to talk about alchemists, alchemy, and just what that is. Can I, can I stop you from stopping the show for just a minute and ask this question? Of course. <laughs> when, when they asked for alchemists, magicians, etc., wizards, what have you, sure. to um, shaman, priests, to uh, locate these caves, did they ask them to kind of go like individually, like it was like kind of like a scavenger hunt, like it's a mad, 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 mad world? Or well, was it more that they were so, forming together and um, making like the super team? Yeah. So in theory, they knew where they were. Like they're underneath the Palazzo Madama in the Piazza mm-hmm. Castello. Now, I think they went as super friends. I don't think they were competing. I just I think love that. The Savoys, yeah. The Savoys just wanted to have like a really good team of peeps, like bring back all information about, uh, about the world. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I could be wrong about it, but I I think from what I read that that's, that's the case. So just a, just a few things on alchemy. Cause I I just wanted to slate this. Cause I think a lot of people who listen to this show, maybe only know alchemy from Harry Potter and the philosopher's stone, maybe, but uh, alchemists were, were considered like a really big deal. Um, so people of today think of alchemy as a pseudoscience um, and they give it sister chemistry. It's rightful place as a serious scientific field. Mm-hmm. Um, but originally the two terms overlapped before they separated in the 17th century, which is the 1600s, which is about a century past what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, in that same time period, uh, astrology and astronomy also bifurcated. So you kind of think of them in, in, in a little bit the same way. Right. Okay. So one kind of became a little bit more like pseudoscience metaphysical, but um, as they were growing up together as sciences, they were considered the same thing. I, ca- I can't believe that you're saying that astrology isn't a real science. Um, but <laughs> you can continue. Okay. <laughs> um, alchemy and alchemists are in fact, uh, they they're just the older words for chemistry and chemist in English. Um, alchemists believe that lead can be perfected into gold. They believe that diseases could be cured and that life could be prolonged through transmutation. 
or a change of some essential element into a superior form. So okay. it, sounds, it sounds nice, right? It sounds kind of how we think about medicine and science now. Um, <clears throat> the secretive experiments of alchemists uh, usually involved heat and the mixing of liquids. Um, and this led to the development of what we would consider modern day pharmacology and the rise of modern chemistry. Mm -hmm. right. So I just wanted to put that in there because uh, I think sometimes people hear alchemists and they immediately go to witchcraft and wizardry as they should, but they also should understand that like we owe that, we owe that study a huge, uh, a huge salute. Here we are. This is why we have um, uh, the modern things that we have. Well, and I, I'll say this, I think with a lot of um, video games now, like World of Warcraft and the rest, um, you can be an alchemist, like that can be your character. And really? yeah, and, and you're basically, I think, and I've never played, I know this um, because Andrew plays, or he, mm. he used to play. Um, and Andrew Cuomo? Yeah, and his he's got some free time right now. <laughs> he plays World of Warcraft. Shouldn't he right. be doing other things? We're on a first name basis. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, I'm sorry. You met Andrew, your husband. <laughs> that's correct. He's the okay. one. All right. Um, he and and I think that the alchemist is the healer. I'll have to confirm that with him, or if anyone wants to just tell us, that's great too. The sure. internet is also available to tell me that. But I think that um, because of that because like that game was such a big deal and you know gaming has become like an even bigger industry and like a lot of these like medieval type games are around and alchemists are uh -huh. part of them that it's be, like it's kind of had this weird resurgence but it's had a resurgence as like a med medieval wall so people don't quite understand that it, it, it's actually like the parallels in today and like pharmacology like you're talking about Hmm. Or maybe they do. Maybe I should maybe I should give people more credit. No. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Down with people. I would, I would like to. I can't. Every day, every day I wake up and I give people a lot of credit. By noon, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> By, so you get all the way to noon. That's pretty good. Yeah, I feel like Chase yeah. Bank. I feel like I give people a lot of credit <laughs> and then I just. I regret they're it. not paying you back at that right. like 9.8% interest rate. <laughs> That's right. Hey, this is a show about ghosts and finance. Uh, <laughs> therefore, we're talking about good and evil. <laughs> Do the math. Ta-da. Ta-da. There you go. Um, anyway, so let's go back to uh, Turin and these three caves. So um, they were sent down by the Savoys and they uh, researched and made their discoveries in these caves beneath the city. And they only disclosed their secrets uh, to Maria Christina Savoy, um, who is the wife of the main dude. Um, and Savoy. Yeah, it's always the case, right? She's the wife of the main dude. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so Maria Christina Savoy then built the Palazzo Madame uh, strictly according to the advice and guidance given by her chief alchemist. And some say the alchemist revealed to her these curious caves were in the meeting point of black and white energies, a place where good and evil compete for supremacy. I cannot believe that there has not been 
a movie made about these caves. Hey, listen, you lazy fuck. You're in quarantine. Write it. <laughs> kidding. Touche. No, no. I've been reading so many articles about like uh, the productivity fallacy. So no, I was, I was seriously just making a joke. Like, like curl up in a ball, everybody like suck your thumb, re- regress into, uh, regress into the womb. We'll come out like the ground groundhog uh, later. And we'll all just compare how we did nothing. I like it. I mean, yeah. I've done stuff, but yeah, nothing like super creative. I mean, I've like rearranged rooms in my house, and yeah. I think I mentioned already that I painted a bathroom. Um, oh, and I'm thinking about cutting my hair. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. Nobody's gonna see it. Yeah, I wrote I wrote three short stories, and then I was like, I'm finished. Um. And I'm going to learn how to cut my split ends online. So you watched a video to learn how to cut your split ends. Yeah. You put it up on your head like a unicorn and then you cut. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You don't have to go to the internet anymore. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. My least favorite place. Right. Um, So yeah, I am surprised people haven't written more about Turin. I plan on it. It's a very exciting place. Um, Yeah. So cut to 500 years later, uh, in preparation for the 2006 Olympics, that's where those were held, uh, several excavations were done at the gardens of Palazzo, uh, let me, I'm not going to pronounce this right, Reale, gardens of Palazzo Reale, uh, very close to the fountain of nymphs and tritons. It was then that they discovered underground walls with strange, like super strange markings on them. And uh, the people who discovered them thought that this was the location of the first alchemical, uh, al- uh, I'm not going to say it right, alchemical cave of Turin. But dude, it gets weirder. So um, these people went to the government and they went to talk to other like scientists and shit and be like, hey, we think we found this thing. Um, and then rather than studying the site, bum, 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 the fun suddenly dried up and excavation was seized. And this area is now off limits and it's no. closed. It is. And it's closed to the public. Come on. So there's like some like deep black ops team that has like shut it down. And it's like an area 51 kind of sitch, except that more magic <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I mean, okay, so worst case scenario, it's a Black Ops magic team that's trying to keep us away from the truth. Uh, probably what's really happening is like, uh, it's an archaeological site that they didn't have funding to uh, fucks with, and they didn't want like random people like me going down there and playing around with it. I'll, I'll, cho- I'll choose to believe the former. Yeah, dude, uh, I'm going. I'm going with. Uh, they shut it down because of like spooks. It's like the containment unit in Ghostbusters. Like when it blows, right. or when the EPA guy shuts it down. Just yeah, yeah. I heard so many, uh, or I didn't hear. Uh, I read so many things online that uh, called this like a hell mouth, uh, which I didn't write down because there's no uh, verification of that. But I thought of you because of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, amazing. I love this place. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Amazing. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go a little bit further in the story. So we're gonna go back to the 1500s. Uh, so we're gonna go further than the um, the caves of alchemy, and we're gonna go to the five palaces of the Savoys. Now remember the Savoys; they're like the big, 
they're a big deal, right? They're, right. they're the, the richest and the most influential. They're like the Windsors from London, England. Cambridge, <laughs> wherever they're from. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, let's see. So um, we take you to the five palaces of the Savoys. Now, some people wonder whether the royal family um, influence, sorry, were influenced so much by the findings of the alchemists that they decided to carefully plan the construction of each of these buildings. So I'm going to tell you a couple things. Uh, <clears throat> we'll talk about it right at the end. So I can't see you right now, but I'll give you like a so just so I can get through it because I got some hard things to pronounce for me. Okay. <laughs> so there's five palaces. First one, uh, the Palace of Venaria, it represents fire. The Basilica of Superga represents earth. Uh, Moncalieri Castle represents iron. The Palace of Stupinigi represents water. Rivoli Castle represents wind. When one links all of the palaces on the map, it forms a pentagram in perfect alignment and go. I mean, so this is where we get the premise for Game of Thrones, right? I've never seen. You, I know you haven't. But, but there are <laughs> and I'm sorry, you didn't know, you know, me. If I were interested, I would have seen it by now. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, um, does, does George R.R. R. Martin do with like a pentagram of shit? He doesn't, but each of the each of the um, houses basically represent um, kind of like a different element, or they're all in like different areas. So like, there's a family that is like the Iron Family, and then there's the Water People, and there's the 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 North, um, and yeah. So he might he could very well have taken from this. We should find out. Yeah, I mean, what I liked about it is it. it it goes into my own like uh, understanding of witchcraft and, and natural uh, natural arts, which is the fire, earth, water, and wind. Uh, it just sort of adds in this modern 1500s. I know I just said modern 1500s, but bear with me. Um, right. <clears throat> notion of iron. Yeah. And iron, I of course, is a really like modern invention. So we do have like the four primary elements of nature plus uh, man's contribution, with, which is iron. But iron is coming from, like, iron comes from ore, right? Iron ore? It does. So, but before before we got our hot hands on it, haha, ha, uh, we didn't really fucks with it. Like, for the longest time as people on Earth, we weren't, like, we weren't pulling molten liquid from, from, from sure. the Earth's, like, you know, crust or middle and then making weapons from it. So Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is really, I was not expecting you to say iron. So when you said that, I was like, oh, you didn't see my cool. face when you said it. But I well, knew. yeah, I wish I could. I'm sure your face, first of all, you have the face of, of an angel. You're so beautiful. So your Shut face it. must have just shone with an inner light. It glowed. It glowed. Yeah, I missed it. Please take a snap of yourself next time. <laughs> nah, nah. Nope. Um, it's all this not blow drying my hair and not wearing makeup every day me either my hair looks terrible real bad mine's unwashed today but it's fine yeah you know anyway anywho so um, <laughs> let's all let's go back to the pentagram here really quickly um that could be true um pentagram so wait, is is, wait i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry that's the hellmouth area or the caves is considered the hellmouth 
Uh, well, we're moving on from the Hellmouth. So okay, uh, because the pentagram would make more sense that like that area is considered the Hellmouth. Um, Come perhaps. on, Italy. It's just this like famous family though. So we've moved on. They they had sanctioned everybody to go up, not everybody, but they had sanctioned alchemists to go up into the caves and figure some stuff out. And then allegedly with the information that, that they gave um, Maria Christina Savoy, they made these palaces to align into the palaces that represent uh, these five elements. Um, when you, when you, when you look at them on a map, they form a pentagram. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, Noelle, this could be true. Um, but FYI, uh, as most modern thinking people have a problem with authority, uh, there was a huge religious backlash against the Savoys. Um, something to know about them is that they allowed Jews, um, to be like, to be free. They didn't persecute them. They allowed for other religious freedoms and they sponsored intellectualism. So they were very progressive. They were very progressive for their time. Uh, What'd you say? I, I said for the 16th century. I, I mean, yeah. even, for, even for now, some of that is where we're thinking. Yeah. We probably call them liberals, but that if we looked further, we'd be appalled by the things that they thought and did. But right. uh, yeah, for their time, they were really like, they were up on it. Okay. That's so, cool. Yeah. The only problem for the Savoys is because they uh, were very close to uh, the Vatican in, uh, in proximity. Uh, the Vatican did not like at all what they were doing. Um, and the Vatican began to spread rumors that the monarchs of Savoy were evil and that the Savoys themselves practiced black magic. So I wanted just to like put a little pin in this to clarify that this, you know, the sort of witchery and the interest of the Savoys could all be true, uh, or it could be a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a way to poison the people against uh, this kind of ruling family that was um, their patrons. Jay, I-, I cannot believe that you are telling me that the <laughs> Vatican would try to tarnish the good reputation of a wealthy family or anyone for that matter, that they would interfere because they differ in beliefs. That's just... It's- I won't, I won't believe it. Yeah, it's not what I know about Catholicism at all. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, it really flies in the face of, of uh, what I know. Um, <laughs> hashtag Copernicus. <laughs> hashtag Galileo. <laughs> uh, hashtag Ur Buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ur Buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Pope has always been a little, little condescending to, um, people of free thinking. That said though, I, I, I like this new Pope, what little I know of him. I like that he preaches, uh, in an an empty square, uh, with COVID around, at least he knows enough that. Yeah. One needs to use some common sense. Yeah. I am uh, very pleased with what he's been doing with this, uh, cause it's keeping my grandmothers out of church and that is, very important to me. So I, f- I feel like Ratzinger would have had everybody just be like, yeah, just come, come to church. Who cares? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He totally would have. Ratsy. We miss him. Don't we? He quit. He, qu- he quit being Pope. He couldn't handle it. How do you quit being Pope? And does he have an asterisk by his like, I think he does. Oh, I man. think he does. He's like, 
Coping is not for me. Listen, yeah, I get he's it. He's the one papa that went out for cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't had a job that they hated and needed to leave? I get it. <laughs> he's like, I thought this would be cool. My brother works with me, but this this sucks. This is no good. I can't have sex. I can't. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, okay. He's watching me all the time. They're talking to me my fancy shoes. Remember he had those like super fancy shoes and yeah, everybody, of course. everybody made a big think about it as they should. They're Pope shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Pope shoes. Yep. They're like $7,000 a shoe. Mm-hmm. It's like when Hillary Clinton got that haircut. Never forget. Yeah. Or like Amelda Marcos when she had all those fucking shoes. People were like, Hey, cool. <laughs> hey. Your country can't afford this. <laughs> I don't understand what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Did you see that Lori Lightfoot got a haircut that people were bitching at? Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bugged by that, to be honest. I don't know why she couldn't do it at home. I mean, doesn't she have, like, a clipper? Right. Like, I, that's what I was wondering, too. Like, why couldn't her wife just help her out with it? And, and he, like, her, her excuse for it was that I believe the hairstylist came to her house. Yeah. And, and like, her, right. But here's, here's the thing. And she was like, well, I'm I'm in the public eye and I, you know. Well, I mean, here's what we all know about Lori Lightfoot, good looking woman and needs to, <laughs> needs to maintain that during the quarantine. It's what she's known for. I mean, picture Rebecca Romaine Stamus showing up without, without, you know, a little black dress on. What's Lori Lightfoot supposed to do if her hair grows out? That's the thing. And I think this is where it's a really big mess because what, like she's done such a great job until really? like that one moment and it's like this is where you really had a moment to shine let your hair grow out like the rest of us my bangs are like i i'm afraid to cut them at this point because they're so no I'm, i i'm i I'm, have all kinds I'm of the ugliest, yeah i'm the ugliest i've ever been since uh maybe i was 14 yeah like be like the rest <laughs> of us and stand out i didn't mean to say like yeah like you are i meant like we're no, all feeling no, you're beautiful, but it's like, we all are locked down at home. We're, you know, um, feeling low and ugly. And so it's like, if our leaders are kind of there with us, that's going to make us kind of pull together and be stronger too. Cause it's like, we're all in this together. Let your hair grow out, Lori. Let it get a little crazy. Yeah. She's it wasn't that though. long to begin with. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, I was I like her. She just likes to keep it tight and right. Um, I feel like yeah. she's got that military haircut. Uh, let's keep talking about black magic though. Why not? Please. <laughs> uh, the Piazza Statuto, uh, is the black heart of Turin. It's said to, uh, sorry, the black heart of Turin is said to lay around Piazza Statuto. This beautiful square has a history of death and gloom. It's where executions used to take place. Okay. They used to kill people there. So um, already going to have some dark, like nasty feelings. Yeah. It, you know, where people kill people, it just doesn't feel good. Nope. Um, it's also in the Western part of the city. And um, this is a metaphor, but the West is considered where the light ends and the darkness begins. Here <laughs> underneath. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's a little deep for right now, but okay. It's very Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Like, <laughs> yes. The West is considered where the light ends and the darkness begins. You know. Some Tolkien shit. Yeah. Here 
underneath an obelisk, um, yeah. there are uh, three, sorry, I wrote something really weird here that doesn't make very much sense. But anyway, there are other ob obelisks in the city that reference each other. I wrote down it has three twins, but that makes no sense. I think there's a twin obelisk in the other side of the city. That said, uh, this so information this should be yeah, so this isn't Tolkien, this is Dan Brown. This is all uh, deciphering code. Sure, it's also, like, yeah. Okay. It's just, I mean, those two bitches happen to write about it, but Turin <laughs> happens to think that this is also a thing for them. That's right, no, I call them not. bitches. I think it's super fun, I love it. <laughs> Dan Brown and <laughs> Tolkien I just called bitches on the radio. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Anyway, so there's an obelisk here at Piazza Statuto um, where the uh, allegedly the doors of hell open. And at the very center of the piazza, huh? So this is amazing. Yeah, at the very center of the piazza is uh, Fontana del Freus. Uh, it's dedicated uh, to the creation. Um, oh, shoot. I don't know what it's dedicated to the creation of. Uh, I erased it. But um, the next anyway. one. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> um, there's, there's a sculpture of an angel um, standing on top of this uh, Fontana de Freyos. Um, some people believe it's an angel. But when people look closer, uh, so this is where your Dan Brown stuff comes into play. But when some people look closer, they see that it's probably not an angel, that it's actually Satan. Got it. I just got one more place to take you to. Is you ready, my darling? I'm so ready. Cool. I think I know it. Do you try? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking you to the Chiesa della Gran Madre di Dio. I don't know that. Yeah. Um, most people just call it uh, Gran Madre, but this is, so this is the Church of the Great Mother of God. Mm -hmm. um, but it was once the location of a temple dedicated to the goddess Isis. Remember when we started and I talked about the goddess Isis? Yes. So you and I have talked a lot about, at least on the show, how um, old, old religions had a tendency, or pagan religions, not old religions, but, but the ideas of paganism and the practices of paganism often um, kind of just fell, like the Catholic church just was like, yeah, 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 cool. You're Catholic. You can bring some of that stuff with you. Um, so there's a lot of like old beliefs uh, wrapped up uh, internationally, actually, under the auspices of Catholicism that actually aren't necessarily, let's say, um, uh, Christian per se. So the title Great Mother of God uh, would appear to people to 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 mean Mary, but that may not actually be the case. Um, many believe that it was a secret code to uh, still worship the uh, cult of Isis. Okay. And, yeah, and at the entrance of the church, there are two statues on either side of the steps. These statues represent religion and faith. Um, but it's the faith figure that most travelers tend to inspect very closely because within the hands of the figure, there's a chalice and people think that it's representative of the Holy Grail. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. 
And in this church, there are people, maybe not even in the church, but because of this symbiology and because of this uh, sculpture, people believe that the Holy Grail is in Turin and it has been buried there for centuries. Has anybody alerted Indiana Jones? People should talk to Indiana Jones a lot more, I think. That guy only made four movies, but he, sh- he really should have made a lot more. He really should. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, they all took place during World War II, but... That's Did that one? I never saw the fourth one. The Crystal Skull? It's yeah. fine. It's fine. But Karen Allen returns, and I love her. Oh! And, um, Kate Blanchett is in it. Oh, I love Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Did Karen Allen pass? No, I don't think so. Oh, Did okay. she? No, uh-huh. you're thinking of Margot Kidder. I am thinking of Margot. Mar- you're absolutely right. They look exactly the same to me. They look very similar. Yep. Anyway, Karen um, Allen is alive and well. My darling Leon, that is, uh, that's where I stopped with uh, the most exciting city in all of Italy, Turin. Um, or as I would say, Torino, um, I went into a rabbit hole trying to uh, like find out everything I could. They have so many ghosts, so many witches, so many vampires, <laughs> so much stuff that I just thought I would end it here because, I mean, who knew when I started to look at it that really we're looking at uh, someplace that is in the triangulation of not one but two uh, major magical influences, both the light and the dark. So I didn't even want to waste anyone's time with like, one time there was a ghost named Costanza. <laughs> I just had to like go in big. I love it. Um, I had no idea. No, let me ask you one more question. The sure. Shroud of Turin, is it yep. also like allegedly found in this city? It was, is it yeah. That, is it the same Turin? Okay. It is, yeah. It actually was a um, debunked um, shroud. Right. And, but it and, is one of those cities where, like, anything can happen. And so when they found the shroud there initially, people were like, yeah, that makes sense for us. <laughs> <laughs> for, for anyone who's not aware, um, the Shroud of Turin was uh, unearthed and people believe and, and like Jay said, it's been debunked, but people believed that it is the shroud that Jesus was buried in. And there's like this like kind of silhouette of yeah. a, alleged Jesus, which, and they did like the, um, I can't remember. They cut, yeah, they did all the things, but uh, yeah, it's been obviously since debunked, but it's still that, kind that, of held in like high, high praise from a lot of religious people. Yeah. I mean, the, I think that's the hard part of, uh, this is a weird thing to say, what I've been doing with my time in quarantine. That's fine. Everybody else is masturbating and uh, meeting friends online. I'm studying about uh, ancient religious artifacts. That's fine. I love um, <laughs> but a lot of the ancient artifacts, uh, this is this isn't necessarily the Shroud of, Shroud of Turin, which I think is a much later uh, um, later in the game fabrication. But a lot of these artifacts... Um, even though they've been debunked as being from Jesus's time, many of them are from like 1065, like 1250. They really sort of appear during the uh, uh, first and second crusades. And so 
Um, what's interesting about them is they don't date back to, um, you know, they don't date back to ancient Palestine, let's say like 70 AD, but they certainly are old as shit and there is a lot going on. So even, even when something, at least for me, even when something is debunked, um, one needs to, I think at least like lean into why did someone hang on to this then for a thousand years? And why is it so important? I mean, think about that a thousand years, like it may not be the, the nail that went into Christ's hand, but like, it's pretty fucking old and people fought over it and it was interesting. So. Yeah. But you also have to wonder too, like, are they just like my grandmother who keeps everything and remembers exactly who gave it to her and where it came from. And then sometimes things are just forgotten over time. They're just hoarders. (laughs) They hoard splinters and nails with the hopes that they've penetrated Jesus's hands. Right. Exactly. I think we have a pitch for our new show on uh, the history channel, which of course features no history whatsoever anymore. It's just ancient aliens all the time. (laughs) Yep. 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 That's what like the travel channel is all paranormal on video shows. The learning channel is just falling in love behind bars. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And weird medical science things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if anybody wants to, you know, hire us and bring us on to talk about nonsense, we're happy to be part of it. Sure. I talk only of nonsense. It's my primary hobby. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's my thing. Keeping me afloat these days. Yeah, that's right. Jay, I love the city. This is amazing. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for listening. And um, listeners, thanks so much for being here. We do want to send one last shout out to our sponsors because because of course without them we could not be drunk enough to talk about things like this. Noelle, who are you drinking? I am drinking Johnny Walker Black Label. Johnny Walker Black Label. It comes in a handle. Amazing. And I'm drinking Coors Light from the legendary mountains of Coors. It tastes like water dyed yellow. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jay Segman and uh, with me as always is Noelle Schmidt we host a show called High Spirits and Noelle has one last horrible thing to say to you sweet dreams